Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Welcome, persisters and brothers. This week, I'm so honored to have Anna Leonarda here with us today. Anna has such an inspiring story, and I want to let you know in advance, uh, we are going to be talking about some adult subjects, but it's just a PG-13 conversation that is so inspiring on Anna's persistence. About eight years ago, Anna became a breast cancer survivor, and she was married and went through a lot of treatments to be the strong phoenix that she is today, but eventually it took a toll. I would say the cancer did. And she today is somebody who is divorced and found herself in a world that she hadn't been in in a long time, which was the world of dating after going through a, an illness such as breast cancer that left with unintended consequences of the treatment. So I'll have Anna tell more about her story and how she's making that into something that is going to benefit so many people. Thanks for being here, Anna. Thank you. So, uh, so like, like Lizbeth said, I am a eight year cancer survivor. And, uh, when I was diagnosed, um, I always had problems with, uh, painful, uh, intercourse yes. and, and after, um, even before getting diagnosed with breast cancer, I developed a condition called vaginismus where I can't have any internal, uh, penetration. And, um, so I, I'm sure it took a toll on my marriage because of that. And then I got diagnosed with breast cancer and I was forced into menopause at 36 years old. Wow. Um, so it, the pain became worse and it also became impossible for me to have intercourse. So I was divorced two years ago and I thought, what am I going to do? I mean, what kind of guy, what guy was going to want to be with me if I have this issue? And, uh, and I realized, you know, I couldn't use a traditional dating app like a Tinder or a Bumble. Uh, it wasn't really a safe place for me to do that. I don't think anybody would really accept me for my, my issue. So, um, and I thought I'm like, there's, you know, there's guys, there's guys out there that have ED, they have some type of sexual dysfunction. Uh, maybe they have lack of libido as well. Um, but I, I wonder where, what do they do? Do they go on a regular dating app? Maybe they do, maybe they lie about their condition. And then once they tell the other person, they may reject them and not accept them for, for their uh, sexual limitations that they have. So I decided to do to uh, create a dating app uh, for for men and women that have either sexual limitations or sexual dysfunction that uh, they crave the other forms of intimacy, such as kissing, cuddling, other types of affection, even long conversations. Uh, it's just that they can't physically have intercourse, but they still crave that companionship. So I created a dating app for that eliminates sexual expectations out of dating. So brilliant. I absolutely love so I'm really love excited that. about it. Yes, I, that is so smart because you found a need. You found that there was probably not a lot of conversation about what happens when people, for whatever reason, want to date, but they want to take intimacy off the table. And, you know, they maybe it is because they've had a medical condition or something else, but there are a lot of people out there who would like to take away that pressure and that barrier, you're not alone in that. And you mm. move, had the confidence to move forward and bring something to the world that could serve other people very well. 
And who knows, there may be people who actually like talking and getting to know each other and, you know, the things that people do. Um, So that is really exciting. How did you decide to go about it? Like what kind of background did you have to have to be sort of an inventor? Well, I didn't really have any background uh, as far as business-wise, but I uh, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was married for 20 years, and I also worked part-time as a, a medical transcriptionist. I worked from home, and so I was I was never the breadwinner in the house. And so that I, so I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do? I'm I'm single now, and I also have this issue, and so I just came up with the idea, and I, I contacted an app developer and. Uh, they actually, you know, they coded it and, and, uh, and here we are today. So it's almost going to be live pretty soon. It's, we're going through beta testing right now. That is so exciting. And so then people will be able to much like match.com or Bumble or whatever, be able to put up a profile and mm-hmm. what is there is the opportunity for great connection. But what's off the table is the opportunity or the expectation rather of things that frankly would do well to go much, much later in life anyway. You know, I mean, there's an opportunity to really connect with someone and get to know them in a, in a different way. An emotional. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, it's definitely an untapped market. I think there's a lot of people that do suffer with, with ED or vaginismus like myself, but they just don't like to talk about it. Sure. It's very embarrassing to them. So um, even if I meet somebody new now, uh, I tell them right away. So by the way, I said, you know, I love all the other intimacy. I just can't have intercourse. Is that going to be a problem? And and most, you know, 99% of them said, yes, it is a problem because they, they really think they need it. And I'd rather someone be honest about it. Sure. But when you have the, when you use this dating app, which is called Entwine, um, they, it's right away, the cards are on a table, you know, right away, this sex intercourse is not going to happen, but there's other levels of intimacy that can be that other people crave and, and, uh, it, and I think entwined is definitely going to, to help them find that. So they don't have to feel, be nervous about being rejected or embarrassed about their condition. And I think the human need to connect, especially when we've been isolated for the last year, I think so often daters are online and wanting to at least FaceTime with someone or whatever, but they've had no choice but to keep their distance. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know, I think it's brilliant to just bring that conversation right to the table and take away so many different layers of shame or embarrassment or isolation. You know, I, I think it's going to be exciting to see how many people feel like they're helped because they haven't wanted to step out, uh, you know, and admit that there is a bit of an issue. Right. And uh, so good for you. That is so fantastic. What has it done for you, you when when you came up with this idea and then got involved in the process? What has it done for you personally to be able to take a painful situation emotionally and and move forward with this offering to the world? Once I got diagnosed, uh, I really wasn't saying like, why me or anything like that. I mean, I, I had to go through chemo and everything. I lost all my hair, but I thought, you know what, I can't just, I have to make this a positive experience. So I would always, I would always reach out to people, even on Facebook to my friends. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I got this diagnosis. I'm going to do something with it. I'm going to help other people because I was very scared. I didn't understand what was going on. You know, how am I going to feel with this chemo? You know, I thought I wasn't going to be able to handle it. Um, but I did actually come across a lady from the American cancer society and she kind of eased my mind because I was 
she was in her sixties. And, um, I told her, I'm like, I'm really nervous to do chemo. I said, I, w- I don't want to be in bed and just, you know, just be sick. And she's like, no, just wake up every morning, get out of bed and just keep going and you could do whatever you want. And so I'm like, you know, you're right. So I think the positive attitude definitely makes a big difference. So when I started meeting uh, friends from this, um, that were diagnosed and, and I just got the, the, just how, how, how thankful they were when I was talking to them, that it just made me feel like, well, this is why I got breast cancer. I'm like, I'm, this is my, my goal is to help people. And I'm like, you know, there's, there's, I need to do more than just that. And that's when I decided just to do the app because I, that's my goal in life is just to, to help people. And I think this is going to, this is a huge, huge market that, that needs help. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that um, entwined dating will, will help them with that. I think that's just fabulous. So in the process, you've probably met other people. I mean, how does that go? Do you have to get investors? How do you get people interested? If you have a grassroots sort of movement or business you're putting together that, how did you do that? As far as investing into, uh, as far yeah. as starting, I mean, how did you put it all together? Yes. This wasn't your background. So this is more exciting, you know, that you figured out something that you wanted to do and then reverse engineered it to make it happen. Um, well, I'm doing this on my own. I'm, okay. I'm funding it on my own right now, but when I contacted the first app company uh, and it seems like a lot of people want equity in it, but I didn't feel like anybody really truly were, they were doing it for money. They weren't right. doing it for, you know, for the benefit of people. And, and I didn't want anybody to take that away from me. So I'm like, this is my baby. I need to take care of this and, and uh, not be greedy or anything. I'm not trying to make millions or anything like that, but, you know, I just want, I want to help people. That was my goal. But um, so right now I am doing this on my own. Um, I ended up getting a different app developer to start from scratch because I had some complications with the first one, but um so right now I'm, I'm basically on my own, but, uh, and I'm starting to, to market it by, by reaching out to cancer organizations and, and just even therapist offices, cardiologist offices, because there's people with even like medical or heart conditions that, that, um, have ED and, uh, or lack of libido. So, uh, so right now I'm on my own. So I'm kind of learning as I go. That's exciting. Long story that really- short. I picture you on shark tank one day. <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> never know yeah. because it really, it should have a broad base and bring a lot of relief to people who have, who felt a bit isolated. Yeah, for sure. So now how is your life moving along now that you are a cancer survivor and new to being single? Have you kind of gotten the feel um, of that and you're okay with it? Yeah. I actually like being single. It's nice to, <laughs> to kind of just focus on myself and, and, uh, and focus on the app. Cause right. just, yeah, I just don't want any distractions or anything right now, but, but, but I was, I, I met my, my ex-husband when I was in eighth grade. So I was with him you know, all my life. So when I was single, I was like, wow, this is, this is different. Oh, so, I'll bet. Yeah. I will bet that had to be really different. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, there should be some good stories in that, you know, just learning after being with someone since the eighth grade of, you know, wow, it's a whole new world out there. And then comes the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's terrific. Now, do you do some writing about your, or blogging about your business and where would people be able to find out more about Entwine? If they wanted to find more about Entwine, you can go to the website at entwinedating.com. 
And there is not blogs up yet, but I am working on that. So that will be on the website as well. You can also follow us on Facebook and, and Instagram as well. So perfect. And are you looking for beta testers or what were you looking to do? I looked at the website earlier and it looks like there's room for people to help you in this process. If people wanted to join or, or be one of the early pe- people who if they, are part Yeah, if they want, if we have beta testers already, but uh, if you would like to be one of the first to use Entwine Dating, you can also go online and on our website and fit in, put in your information and then we can contact you. So you're the first one to use Entwine. Oh my goodness. That is so exciting. Great name. Thank Who you. came up with it? How did you come up with the name Entwine? Uh, we were going to use a, a comfortable companions, but then it seemed like too much of a long name. So we, we ended up doing Entwine because it kind of just entwining relationship, people together and, right. and uh, yeah, it's, it's, and of course the logo with the, with the E in there and everything. So very nice. Yeah. Well, that is so exciting. I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to hear how it goes. And if pe- people know how to get a hold of you on Entwine and on social media, and that is just a wonderful offering you're doing. I bet you by the time the podcast, this podcast is edited and launched, it's probably going to be open. When is your expected uh, launch? Do you know, Anna? Uh, it should be the end, by the end of uh, August. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, so how soon. Yeah. Yes. Very exciting. Well, I hope you have a big Thank launch, you. a party and something, you know, it's something to celebrate that you've taken this on. So Thank you. Congratulations. I've loved having you today. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.